When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome and happy holidays, everyone, back here at Spicier Than Therapy, the podcast where we talk about BDSM, kink, polyamory, ethical non-mute, blah, blah, blah. Wow, well, we're going we're gonna to just start the whole fucking thing. God Do you want to pull it up again? Yeah, he no. He always has to have our no, thing up actually. as a cheat sheet. No, no, no. I'm just, you know what? We should just have this go in the podcast, too, so okay, people can hear there. all of the outtakes of how we flub our own intro. So, welcome back to Spicier Than Therapy, Great, already <laughs> the, the podcast where we talk about BDSM, kink, polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, communication, and all of the wonderful things that we think go into making a healthy, loving relationship. And this is our holiday special podcast episode, and we are doing something on the podcast we have never done before we are recording live and we will be making zero edits to this podcast episode we're live right now on tiktok i'm fine this is she's funny. totally fine yeah uh we wanted to do an episode where we just kind of like ranted talked about all of the awesome growth and things that we have accomplished this year since starting the podcast and try a new experience because it takes us so long to edit this podcast and by us i mean it takes twin so long to edit this podcast and by the time you hear this podcast it'll be two days before christmas you, and two days after yule are you calling me slow no i'm just calling this intensive it's very intensive mm -hmm. to do this work anyway yeah 2022 has been a, a fucking banner year for us between just the, the just on a personal level for me, you know, everything with my health, getting married. Mm -hmm. um, we got married this year. Yeah, we that's did. Right. Yeah. It's been a long ass year. That's right. I like how you sound surprised. <laughs> Wait, when did we get married? Uh -huh. yeah. I do know. Yeah. Who can know these things? Who can know anything at all? Right. Um, but yeah, 2022 has been a banner year. It's been amazing. It's been incredible. It has been so frustrating for so many things, <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, but above all, it has been truly just a blessing to us because having yeah. you guys as our audience and having, or y'all as our audience, excuse me, I'll try to, the Cali showing, um, California girl. So having you guys as our audience and having y'all not only encourage us to start this podcast, but support us to the top 5% on Spotify. Yes was beyond our wildest dreams yeah. so when those numbers you. came out uh just a you know a week or so ago we were absolutely fucking flabbergasted mm -hmm. because we started as twin mentioned we started this podcast at the urging of all of our friends yeah. and family on TikTok who kept saying, hey, I would love to listen to y'all do long form episodes of what you do in your regular videos, what you talk about on your lives. Yeah. You talk about so many things that we're passionate about. So it took us like a fucking year, but we started it at the end of April yeah. this year. So just eight months ago. Yeah. And within that eight months, we have done two full seasons of the podcast and become the top 5% in the world of all podcasts, most Spotify. shared. 
I was getting there. Most shared and most followed on Spotify. That's fucking huge. Yeah. Now Apple doesn't give us our numbers in Hi. terms of everybody else, but Spotify does. So yeah, big shout we out were, Spotify. We were thrilled and we just we wanted to record this as like a fun thank you for all of you for making this happen because we literally would not be here without right. y'all. So thank you. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. And so many changes have happened in 2022. And like what better way to kick off the 2022 holiday podcast episode than talking about some of those changes. Now, Twin already mentioned, we got married. Yes. Yeah, it was dope. We got married. Do you remember it for sure? Two, two. 2022, 2022, which is a dope ass uh, day for those of you who are into numerology and or are pagan like us. Belting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, what's funny is I moved states so that Twin and I could live together three days before the wedding. Yep. Three days before the wedding. So for those of you that were following our adventures on TikTok at the time, um, I was doing like this mad dash to you know get everything packed and loaded up in san antonio and then come over here to new orleans so somebody corrected me really quickly in oh, bulk oh. not beltane that's right oh, yeah. <laughs> had a bad pagan moment <laughs> i, I mean it was just the beltane oh, it was, yeah. Just, yeah it's definitely it's it's fine yeah <laughs> i know my seven but i wanted to say a big big thank you to both shane and missy our wonderful family members in san antonio who if it wasn't for their help at the end of January, we still would have gotten married. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't have had any of my stuff here in this state. Like it all would have just still probably been sitting in Texas. So, Junie, I'm glad you corrected me. Thank you. You're not a know-it-all. Yeah. I'm glad you corrected me. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, and so for those of you listening on the podcast, we've got what, 60, chat. yeah, 60 of our closest friends hanging out with us, talking to us. Uh, on Le Tiki Taki, and that's part of what we're going to be doing on this holiday, holiday special. Not only going over everything that's happened to us this year and all the amazing things, but also answering questions live from the audience. Yeah. 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 And no, it wasn't a shotgun wedding. It was just, we didn't want to wait. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we moved quickly. It was we less shotgun and more reckless Vegas wedding. Yeah, I mean we're very reckless. Yeah, we're, we're we're controlled recklessness. Yeah, controlled yeah. chaos. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, what are some other big amazing things that have happened this year uh, for us? Even even before the podcast launch, getting but... back to burlesque for me with yeah. my health after the hysterectomy, which the fact that y'all were so supportive and so loving, like mm -hmm. the number of people. In my comments, each time I would post an update about after the hysterectomy or, you know, when I was struggling with any of my health issues and would like talk about it, just the love, the level of love and support that I got from everybody was just mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um, just how kind everyone was. It really, truly like it went a long way in helping me get through all of this and then of course we'll oh. be able to do it without you but high five up top well that's gonna be too loud on the mic no okay <laughs> air, air five because yeah that would rock y'all's ears if you're listening while doing dishes <laughs> and or driving or with headphones i listen to our podcast i like to listen back to see how we did yeah and it's always in the car yeah so it always time. sounds fucking magical in the car you if I have a nice speaker system in there. Yeah, yeah. If I listened in headphones, I'd be like, what is all that background noise? So yeah, if you're listening through headphones before. right now, don't don't pay attention to that. 
You hear nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's you, fine. You, you see nothing. This is fine. This is not I the podcast go, you're looking for. I got to go change. I'm dying. She's so dying already. So Twin will be back. Uh, so like some of the awesome things, though, that have happened to us and for us since launching the podcast have just been all of the amazing opportunities that we have had to talk to other content creators. Yep, you hear the door in the background. That is not a shock. That is Twin leaving the studio uh, to go and change. Um, yes, podcasts do hit differently in the car. But we've had some really cool opportunities to go out and meet and interview other amazing creators, educators. Um, we've gone to so many BDSM and kink shows and demos and about 13,000 fucking uh, burlesque shows, which is amazing. But one of the cool things that has happened because our podcast has taken off, right? Is that we have been asked and invited to go to a lot of conventions and a lot and do a lot of demos next year. So 2023, we haven't really announced much of that yet here on the podcast, TikTok fam knows. But 2023 is going to be very big for us. You're going to be able to find Twin and I doing Q&A panels, um, in-depth panels at Comic-Cons and things like that, uh, as well as doing kink demos at certain conventions and certain gatherings. So one of the cool things that we did recently, um, and I wanted us to talk about this. Hey, Twin, I know you're back. We haven't talked about our experience at the Dom experience, but oh my gosh, we got so to fun. do, yeah, we got to do a kink meets burlesque demo at the Dom experience. Talk a little bit about that for you. Yeah, that was such an amazing show. Um, we were so thrilled to be invited by John and Sin, or Dominus and Mixon of the Dom Experience podcast. <laughs> Although what, at one time uh, John was was Mixon. Oh yeah, it was. Beautiful. We were recording their podcast, <laughs> and he introduced himself as Mixon. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, so <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, it was my first time getting to perform kink on stage, like mm -hmm. true kink. Yeah. Um, and it was really freeing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like really excited to get to do that again in the future with yeah. you specifically. Yeah. Because, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, like it was one of those, it was a weird experience. Um being in a submissive headspace in an environment where I am typically very much head bitch in charge. Right. Because I have to be as a performer. And so getting to submit to you on stage for all these people, it was one of those things where it's like, ooh. Like, there not were, only am I head bitch in charge, I'm looking fabulous. You were looking fabulous. I did. Um, Check out Instagram for that shit. Yeah. But then also, like, you were there. Yeah. And, you know, it was it, it's well, hard to explain. I really, it's we, a lot of fun. We talked a little bit about this in the car on the drive home because there were 180 people there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Twin, whenever she does get into a very submissive headspace, because she only does that around, you know, people that she trusts or, you know, the D-type that she is comfortable and safe with. Mm -hmm. And that's me. And doing that, those same sorts of things in front of an audience was, was a little bit of a trip. It was my first time performing like a burlesque act ever. Um, I've done kink demos before, but that's with a hundred percent kinky audience at a uh, dungeon or something like that. So for me, it was amazing. Now, as Twin can attest, I uh, I beat myself up a lot on that one because we had it planned down to the second. So it was a high protocol 
meets burlesque demo. So there was a performative uh, aspect to it. There was some performative nature to it, as well as um, some high protocol positions and some some moderate impact. We didn't go heavy impact. Yeah, um, we couldn't. I'm yeah. still recovering from my hysterectomy. Right, right. And we had timed it to music, a very specific song. Mm -hmm. And so we missed a couple of our cues. Also, in the transitions from different poses, right, we had planned it so that when I snap my fingers, twin change changes positions. Well, the music was so fucking loud. We couldn't hear anything. She couldn't hear me snap. And I was standing behind her. So I was so, having to just kind of like make it very sexy. Right? But very like pretty. Peek over my shoulder to see what he's doing and be like, oh, okay, snapping, got it. And then like move to the next position. It right. was, it was quite hilarious actually. And so, you know, what I was talking about when you were gone, Twin, is we're, we're getting invited to do more and more of that next year. So well, the, one of the biggest things for me personally that's come out of our podcast, gaining so much popularity and gaining so much traction, is the opportunity to go and do what we love. Talk to people, meet people, perform burlesque, do BDSM and kink demos, and just kind of give our perspective on the things that we're passionate about. Polyamory, relationships, BDSM. I mean, it's all, it's all really awesome. And, and Twins just staring at me. Wait, why are you staring at me? Ah, I'm, I love Hi. you too. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, yeah, we got a, we got a little smooch in there. <laughs> so yeah, 2023 is going to be a big Even one. Even bigger. Us. Yeah. Yeah. So now, before we move on to the next part of the podcast, we've got like 70 something people waiting in the TikTok live. Um, and so I want to get to some questions. So y'all start firing some questions because I'm not going to scroll back through all the shenanigans to look at what questions have already been asked. I will say I did uh, see Elspeth was oh, okay. asking where you got my collar. Oh, ah, okay. So Twin has a bunch of different collars, right? Mm -hmm. She has one that she wears 24-7. That's her permanent collar. Um, and that is something that can only be unlocked by me. Yeah. That's her, her regular, a lot of people would call it a day collar. It's a bit more discreet. Um, I like small crafts people on etsy for those sorts of things that we do an insane amount of research mm -hmm. so her day caller is by um, an etsy crafter which i can't remember the name but i can pop that in discord she also has play callers which we use at the kink demo yeah and we are right now commissioning a formal caller for high protocol oh, dinners so great. and high protocol events which she will be wearing. So she's getting to help design that yeah. right now. I have an entire like layout drawn sketched of like three different outfits that are going to be coming to fruition in 2023. So I'm really excited. <laughs> okay. So pineapple uh, rose forever asked here, tell me, your favorite thing oh about God. twin. If you make me cry, I'm not going to make, I'm not gonna make you cry. You. The makeup looks too fucking good. But it's the question I actually thank you for asking that, Pineapple. It's a question I've been asked on TikTok before. And it's a question we've answered on the live before. But it's the same now as it was 10 days after I met you. The best and most lovely thing about twin is who she is as a person, her unique spirit and personality and everything that makes up who she is. Now, all of these other things that are great and amazing about her are awesome and they're just icing on the cake. However, who she is as a person is what I am so in love with and what I'm so fucking obsessed with. We talk about this, we are like absolutely obsessed 
with each other, which I think is probably a good thing for a married couple. I found my goodness. There you go. Yeah. Christy, <laughs> if you're listening, yeah, you heard that right. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's one of the things that I always talk about. And I talked about even before Twin and I met, I want people to be uniquely and unequivocally who they are because everyone is amazing for who they are. Now, if who they are is a dick, I don't want to hang around with them, right? But who Twin is as a person is absolutely incredible. And so that is my favorite thing. Thank you. And she didn't cry. She didn't cry. And then Pineapple asked the same thing about what's my favorite thing about you. Okay. And I would have to say probably you're just unending optimism. (laughs) It's it's not the gremlin energy. (laughs) It's not the gremlin energy, but it does feed it. Um, Just the fact that you are always so ridiculously obviously positive all the time and the fact that it's part of what helps keep me from getting a bit too nihilistic because depressed pisces that i am Mm -hmm. are there any other kind um (laughs) (laughs) um you know it can be very difficult for me to kind of pull my head out of my ass sometimes when my depression gets really bad and like see the sunshine through the clouds right and you are constantly that sunshine for me just always very like happy and uplifting and it even when it annoys me (laughs) i am overtly positive most of the time and i try not to let that get us into like toxic positivity right yeah like because that's that that can be a thing that i have been uh, accused of in the past and so i don't want to do that all right let's go to a question from hayes what was your favorite thing you both did this year either together or separately dragon con It was the coolest fucking experience ever, and I'm okay. so excited. Okay, why was Dragon Con so amazing for you? Uh, we got to he- we got to meet and hang out with the Peenies and David Misajewski, who's like their social media manager. Mm-hmm. And he's Thornbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, like fucking love him in the he, audio movie. In the audio movie, no, oh, his, no, Thornbreak is his like elf self. It's oh okay. okay. Um, no, he plays um Woodlock. Rain. He played Rain in <laughs> ElfQuest audio movie. David if, David, if you're listening to this, yeah, give her give her some grace for it. Listen, <laughs> listen. But uh, yeah, he played Rain, and uh-huh. he's just he's amazing. And so getting to meet the Peenies again, and you know, hang out and and dress up as Lita and run mm-hmm. around and frolic and be my nerdy, obnoxious self, like it, and meeting Katie Azoris and Leah and Eric Good and just all these other and Phaedra yeah, yeah. and all of these other incredible people. Oh, it was so good. So so good. That's a great answer. And it was a good time for our family. It it really was. It really was. I, I think we enjoyed that because it was a first experience for all of us. Drag it was our first Dragon Con. Um it was Mini Peaks's first comic con at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it was such like a family outing and event and we got to like flex all of those things, it was a lot of fun. It, it really, really was a lot of fun. My favorite thing this year was moving to New Orleans. Um, obviously we can both say, ah, oh, we got married. Yeah, that's a good answer. But as someone who loves to travel and loves to move to new locations all of the time, not only was it an adventure, it was an adventure with a huge life change at the end. So what it mean, what it meant to me to move here was a lot different than just a regular move from city to city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had so much meaning packed behind it, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Yeah. All right, scroll, because we got a lot of questions. We, 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 we got a lot of questions? Oh, shit. Okay. The other way. Scroll the other way. Okay. 
book series that reflects your lifestyle? I'm gonna let you answer. Okay, so one. this is Yeehaw Meow Girl. Hello, Yeehaw Meow Girl. What is our favorite book series? That's Quinn going out of the room again. Uh, right. <laughs> favorite book series that reflects the lifestyle? I don't really think that we have a series that reflects the lifestyle, right? Now, there are tons of different books and series out there that have pieces of what we do, both from a poly standpoint and from a kink standpoint. Um, my favorite book still is uh, Joris Huseman's Against Nature, which is a, uh, a oh, wow, that's going to be a nightmare. Hold on one second. We're trying to. No. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to work, Twit. I'm sorry. And we're not editing this one, um, but we're trying to change the setup of the room on the fly. And I'm filling time talking. Uh, Joris Huseman's <laughs> Against Nature, which is a decadent book. Uh, from a French author in the 1700s, I believe. And it pretty much wraps up my perspective on life and the world. But I was just saying, we don't really have a series that reflects everything. No. We are all, as people, very complex individuals. We contain multitudes. See, see, see. Did, did y'all learn anything? Oh, yeah, my makeup looks good. It's okay. No, no. We're, we're going to read out who asked this question for the podcast oh. people. Twins in live mode on TikTok. Yeah, so Auburn on the TikTok said, did you learn anything new since doing the podcast? Uh, yeah, a few things. We've learned to, we've learned a few different times over about how our communication styles differ. Um, and we've learned how we need to best communicate like when right. we're not only just like in general but like mm -hmm. especially when we're mad with each other because there's been a couple of times we don't talk about it but there's been a couple of times this year where we got like upset with each other just right. because of random work stuff or because life stuff or mm -hmm. what have you and yeah. i mean like didn't talk for a couple of hours because we just because yeah. i me because i'm the one that'll pop off at the mouth like <laughs> I'm going to I'm say so something bad. ugly. Leave me alone. Like right. mad. Need time to heal. Yeah. Need time to process. And we've gotten through it. You know, we've just been like, all right. You know, it was it wasn't comfy, but it was very much like, okay, you need time to chill. I'm gonna go over this way, or you know, whatever we needed to do. Like that was probably the most important for us as a relationship. But then when it comes to like the podcast too, we've learned a lot about like mm. editing and marketing and things like that because marketing we're just constantly looking into biggest. it. Yeah. yeah. Marketing is probably the biggest from the podcast standpoint, simply because we did all of our initial or, uh, marketing for this podcast organically. I mean, it was all done through the people who know us. And then we started pushing out videos on different platforms to kind of really highlight the podcast. And we started growing a lot bigger than we initially thought mm -hmm. we would be. And so, yeah, we've learned a lot there. But I think Twin's answer on communication is probably the best one because that's an ever-evolving thing. That never stops when you're in a relationship, whether you're in a long-term relationship, a new relationship, poly, monogamous, whatever, you constantly learn and evolve how best to work with each other and how best to collaborate to make sure both of you feel safe, mm -hmm. both of you feel heard, and both of you feel good about the relationship. Yeah. Jennifer asks, are metas expected to be friends or just get along politely? So for those of you on the podcast, 
metas are metamors, basically another word for your partner's partner. Right. And to the second part of their question where they ask, what is polycule? Metas are what are usually like the third character um, or just, or no, excuse me, I'm saying that wrong. Polycule is any group of people that are involved in a relationship of some variety, whether it's a V relationship when one person has two partners or what have you, whatever the divide is, a polycule is just a relationship that is poly. That's really, yeah. it. it's the group of people involved in the that relationship. Make up. Yeah. So there whether they're what? all dating each other, whether they're dating some other ones individually mm -hmm. and they're just metas, so they're partners of partners, mm -hmm. um, that's all of those people go into making a polycule. Yeah. Now, there are a myriad different ways to practice polyamory, and there's no one right or wrong way. In our definition and style right. of polyamorous relationships and polycules, metas don't have to be friends necessarily, but they do need to get along fairly well because I don't think if a meta came into our existing polycule and didn't get along with the others, they would last very long. Yeah. Uh, well, there's some importance for us. Yeah. That. And that's, that's one of those that's like really hard to say like, Oh, they, you know, this is the only, this is the correct response. Like we yeah. never want to be that couple. That's like, this right. is how you do poly. Right. You, I would caution if you're meta, if you are somebody and your partners do not get along, I would caution you hard about that relationship only because when you have two metas that maybe don't necessarily get along with each other and there's some sort of animosity, that is just a recipe for disaster, right? It's kind of like that whole like choose sides thing just gets really uncomfy, right? But if they are just kind of ambivalent to each other, I guess I could see how that might work as long as everybody's just like, you know, copacetic. But for me in my style of poly, I would like, I would want my metas, you know, my people right. to get along. To get along. Yeah. I would want my partners to get along well. And if not, just be like friends and, you know, high five in the middle kind of deal. Right. Um, I wouldn't want them to not get along or not even hang out. Right. But, uh, that would like make me uncomfy. In, but in general, yeah, in general polyamory, they don't have to be friends. Yeah. But really the answer comes down to what are you wanting and comfortable with in your polyamorous relationship and polycule? And what are they? Because everyone gets an yeah. equal say. If the way in which you practice polyamory, you want more of that kitchen table polyamory style, well, then it's going to be important to, for you to find other partners and metas who also want that and are compatible with the style you're seeking. So really the best answer is, what are you comfortable with? What do yeah. you want out of your partner? Yeah, if you're okay, if you are okay with your partners, just kind of eh, about each other, sure. As long as nobody's being unhealthy or being toxic, then yeah. Do you want to answer that or do you want to skip that? Do we ever go to DomCom from Liberty Gal? Do we ever go to DomCon? No, I meant the one below that. Oh, okay. DomCon. No, we have not gone to DomCon yet, but we're going to try and go to next year's. Um, but Twin may try to go to next year's. I have some thoughts about DomCon. So. <laughs> uh, the next one is, oh, yes, she is. Have you healed up from my hysterectomy? Yes, I have. Most of the part. Um, there's still some internal healing going on. Um, but for the most part, yes, I'm great. Thank you. Um, what else? Mistress of Mischief asked, would you say that ADHD affects the relationship ever? And if so, how do you handle it? So ADHD 
any any kind of disability um, or neurodiversity or what have you is going to affect the relationship because it affects you. It is part of who you are. Yep. If I were missing a limb, that would affect my relationship, <laughs> right? Like can only do things one handed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so it's just it's it's going to affect your relationship, and there's so many ways it could. It just depends on how that ADHD manifests for you personally. Um, we've made a video before about mm -hmm. how with mine, I have doom boxes. He likes putting away the things in the doom boxes. I need things in the kitchen labeled so I don't know, so I can put them where they belong if I'm in there. Um, <laughs> he's The kitchen is his territory. Look, I have yielded I it to, to him. I love to cook. And he likes it his way, which is that that's fine with me. It's the dom in me. Um, and you know, just various, various ways like that. You just have to find systems that work for you and find a partner that is willing to help you not only maintain and, um, work within or with your systems, maybe let them help you find new ones once in a while. Yep. If it's helpful for you, if it's not okay, work with whatever else, but you need to have a partner that's going to support you in that. And really, you know, having a partner who has ADHD or is neurodivergent in any way always affects mm -hmm. just kind of like what you were saying, because everything you do will be very specific so that you can be thoughtful in the way that you approach whatever it is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something big. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, the way they prepare their coffee, the way they take whatever. The way be they take 30 minutes, so you have to tell them to be ready 15 minutes. Yeah, you like I, I always need to give twin a heads up. So here, here's what I do. Like if we have to be somewhere at 5 p.m., I tell her we have to be there at 4.30. And then mm -hmm. from 4 to 4.30 or about from 4 to 4.15, I give her a countdown. So baby, we need to leave in 15, 10, 5, 2, because we have found for us and our relationship that works the best yeah. so we actually make it there on, on time at five yeah. because i am super ocd about being on time i do not subscribe to new orleans time although i have recently but yeah like and i and i'm one of those that i'm either i'm either 10 minutes late or i'm an hour early like there's no in between for me like either my anxiety makes it so that i'm gonna be there an hour before i'm supposed to be there or my ADHD makes it where I'm going to be there right. 15 minutes late. Like there's, there's no, <laughs> there's in, no between. in between. Hambone asked, do you ever get overwhelmed with all the questions being asked? Yes. See, for me, it's, for me, it's no, but go ahead with your yes twin. Just a lot of fucking questions. For me, I think I've been doing lives on TikTok for a little over a year and a half. And most of my lives are just people asking me questions. Mm -hmm. And the same questions over and over every live we get the same questions mm -hmm. and it never bothered me i always like talking about things i'm passionate about when we interviewed katie osaurus <laughs> before we started the recording we were kind of having a little discussion about that and she goes you know i've been lucky that now this is my career my job is to answer these questions over and over and help educate people like it's the first time i heard it and that made such a big impact on me. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we have our regular daytime jobs and nighttime jobs, but for our social media stuff, whether it be the podcast, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, Cameo, um, our job, because we've taken it upon ourselves to educate about these topics, is to help people at differing stages of their journey. Yeah. So for me, I don't get overwhelmed. 
I don't always get to all the questions, but I don't get overwhelmed. I was say, we, we might have to scroll because there's being a few, there's a few that are pretty good ones. We're oh. not going to talk about any of our current partners. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm going back up. Twin will fill the air while I go. Uh, how about them Yankees? Wow, you're really you kidding. Got, I know. I, I should let you run this part right yeah, here. Yeah, you I'll, should. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, Sparkle says, I had a question on one of your videos about physical relationships and mental ones in poly. I actually remember this question from, okay. I think it was earlier today or yesterday. So I get a lot of questions on the TikTok videos, right? Sometimes I try to answer them in writing. Sometimes I try to answer them with other video responses, but I probably get about 50 or 60 a day. Mm -hmm. Sparkle's question was, does a polyamorous relationship always have to be physical? Always have to have a physical component? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Um, to our ace babies out there. Hi. Hello. I am amongst you. Um, I'm super demisexual. I, like, I could take it or leave it when it comes to sex. And I'm actually realizing that I probably lean more towards gray or ace. I, I don't know. Um, when I'm in the mood to have sex, I'm in the mood to have sex. When I'm not, I'm real not. Like, real, like there, there is nothing, no connection. It's not happening. I'll be up here singing fucking show tunes while he's trying to do his job. And it's nothing, you know? That's what happened earlier. I'm sorry. Show tunes. Show tunes. <laughs> she was singing cats. <laughs> yeah, I, was. I was like deep in the trenches and she was singing cats. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> um, like, okay. All right. There was a question. <laughs> So no, you don't need to have that um, reaction. You just, or you don't need to have that interaction if you don't right. want it, if that's not what works for you. If you have a strictly like emotional relationship, mm -hmm. that's legitimate too. That that's is also okay. polyamory. And yeah. we, we talked about this in one of our previous episodes. You know, if you're just looking for a, a, a sexual relationship, in like an open relationship, there is a style of ethical non-monogamy for that, mm -hmm. right? Um, but polyamory more deals with showing love and affection in whatever way you feel is most comfortable and congruent with you mm -hmm. to others. And ethical non-monogamy in yeah. general is about fulfilling your needs more than anything, right? Whatever they are within or without the relationship. If I need a partner, if I need another partner to give me a little more emotional feedback, then I would go get another partner for that emotional feedback. Right. Would there probably be some physical too? Sure, maybe if sure. I'm feeling like it, but that's not a necessity. And you know, if you have a partner that has an extremely high sex drive and just wants to go and get their yayas all the time, go get your yayas. It's gonna, okay. Like gonna. it's it's not gonna bother me <laughs> because at the end of the day, I know he's coming home. Right. And he's gonna be snuggled up with me. And sometimes she'll join, so it's fine. Mom of three kids says, ma'am wonders about Frolicon. Y'all going? We're going to try. We have been asked to do some things at Frolicon. We're not 100% confirmed for Frolicon yet, but yeah, we're going to try. We're working on it. We're working on that one. Kinky Lifestyle asks, twin, has your ADHD ever caused you to hyper-focus on one partner over another partner, causing issues? Um, no. Um, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not causing issues. Um, I met him while with a play partner. So I immediately went from like having this play partner and engaging with this play partner to having an actual like in-depth emotional relationship. 
that picked up very that quick that kicked off very quickly and got very deep very fast right so i kind of lost interest in the play partner and there wasn't a whole lot of like emotional interest there anyway it was strictly physical like i was just like fulfilling a need right um so yeah it was good but like it wasn't enough yeah. to keep it wasn't enough for the trade-off to not be worth it right and, so and i liked that play partner like he and i yeah. got along very very well um he wasn't the right play partner and again i should probably let you say this but he wasn't the right play partner to be able to integrate well mm -mm. into our poly relationship he wasn't, no it was he wasn't in a good place in his life that's mentally kind of, that's kind of yeah he wasn't yeah. he wasn't in a good place mentally to integrate into anything beyond just like a sometimes play partner and yeah. even that was already starting to wane yeah. anyway so there because goes there goes our plans for the eiffel tower right. anyway. so Caria asks i have a day caller from an ex-dom and i don't know what to do with it what should i do with it i'm a pagan so i would put it do like a little ritual of like let it go let it go and don't fucking come back again you know we well, got like to simple. hear twin sing that's yeah there nice. you go that's like that's nice. um yeah no i would i would do a little spooky witchy ritual and yeah. make sure they don't come darkening my doorstep again but that's me so from the the pro dom side in me if ever i had long-term dynamics end whatever tools equipment or you know um apparatuses apparatus i i don't know what the plural is of that that were used in that dynamic i would just get rid of them um there are some things that can be used with multiple partners blah 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 yeah, but something but yeah but something like collars just for me personally i wouldn't have so that's really up to you me personally being a goodwill queen i would pass it on to somebody if i knew that they wanted to have a collar but couldn't afford a good one right i would pass it on but that's just me but again i would also do some witchy work to like do a cleansing sure you know see and to me there's so much like um deep emotional meaning behind specifically permanent colors mm -hmm. that i personally would never use it again oh, with no. anybody else and you know unless that one meant a lot to me and i wanted to keep it or they wanted to keep yeah. it either way i'd probably just get rid of oh, it. oh yeah i would i would find a way to like pass it on or just throw it away or something yeah, yeah. all right let me get back to this next question can a poly person and a monogamous person work out you're talking about poly discordance go ahead twin in theory sure <laughs> i i won't say no i will say i don't have high hopes my my answer is pretty much the same so there's there's such a thing as kink discordance and poly discordance and i'm not saying they can never work mm -hmm the likelihood that they will work out in a healthy way is low. So I'd say it can work only if both people have an extreme amount of trust, self-confidence, and transparent communication between mm -hmm. them. And really, especially for the monogamous person there, they're going to need to be very secure in who they are as a person mm -hmm. and who they are in that existing relationship because that's where a lot of those feelings of jealousy Resentment. uh yeah yeah and anger come from is you know the feeling of not being enough yeah. right the feeling that oh you know this person is seeking another relationship because i'm not meeting a need to blah blah or i'm not good enough or i'm not whatever so this is why i say people that are interested in polyamory you need to be a mostly whole ass complete comfortable with yourself type of person mm -hmm. before you should ever approach trying to be in complex relationships yep. like polyamorous ones true story 
Okay. Kate, I love this question, Kate by the way. says, you are in a neurodiverse relationship. Were you tear? Would you consider yourself neurotypical? Which thing, honey? So here's the thing, right? <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Prior to meeting Twin, I thought I was very neurotypical. I thought... I had to define neurotypical yeah, for you. Yeah, like I knew I had some very, very clear OCD tendencies uh, and some very type A personality aspects. But for the most part, I thought I was neurotypical. The more I learn <laughs> about neurodiversity, uh, I would say no, I, I am not a neurotypical person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or uh man yeah no i love you so much but that i've known for as long as i've known this man he is not neurotypical i was like very quick i was just like you're you think you are what no okay that's cute and hi mistress raiden who was just coming in to ask about frolicons hi, so, good to see you uh we will let you know we're still trying to firm up all of our plans for next year like i said we're we've been invited to an as yet unannounced convention mm -hmm. in texas i won't name the city uh, but to do some beginner and intermediate classes, as well as a kink burlesque demo. So we've got a lot happening next year. But Hambone's got a great question. Have you talked about the need or the ways for safety when having multiple partners? Use protection at all times, honestly. That's and one of the really good ones. Bit, like, if you have a part, like, if you have partners that have multiple, have other partners, everyone should be using protection. If it's just the three of you, kind of like, if it's the two of you, cool, do you, right? If it's just the two of you, cool, do you. And like, once you know everybody's clean, fine, right? Yeah. If you have a contained group of people and you know you're all good, you're probably safer, right? But the problem is, is once you start getting past that two or even three people and you start adding more, the likelihood mm -hmm. that complications will occur increases a lot, right? That said, you can still have complications within those two, three people, obviously, right? Because cheating is a thing. But just did a video on that today. Yeah. So just always use protection, please. <laughs> And and literally for polyamorous people and get tested regularly. Yeah, test results are one of the first things you exchange when you are dating or vetting someone who is also polyamorous. It kind of becomes just the de facto part of the first couple of dates, right? Mm -hmm. So, like you know, everybody always asks that you know what? Why are you polyamorous? How did you get into it? How long have you been into it? And right on the heels of those questions are, when was the last time you got tested? Are you willing to send me those test results? Mm -hmm. So yeah, safety is definitely a thing, but that really, in my opinion, should be a thing in any, any relationship. relationship. Like if you were out there, even in the monogamous- If you're part, active at all. If you're dating and active, get test results. There yeah. shouldn't be a stigma surrounding it anymore. Yeah. I'll uh, let you read this question. Uh, Kate or Ashlyn? Kate. Okay. Kate, uh, be the curse? Kate be, oh, that's a cute name. Uh, Twin, is there a disconnect that comes from dating someone that's more neurotypical? Have I handled it? Um. I think that goes into what we were talking about earlier. It's just like we we have to just kind of make it, you know, work for us. You know, he cleans up my doom boxes or at the very least kind of keeps me in line as far as maintaining um my doom boxes. You know, like there's there's not really like a, a set way because I've never had a neuro a truly neurotypical partner. I've dated men that were I've been with partners that were ADHD, been with partners that were 
probably more than likely like 98% certain they were on the autism spectrum, you know, things like that. Right. But <clears throat> so I don't know what it would be. Honestly, I don't even know how I would handle a neurotypical partner. I would probably go insane. Like if I had somebody <laughs> that was completely neurotypical and was like, why? Like I, I would not be able to function. Well, and my like crazy goblin energy matches hers until it doesn't mm -hmm. until she has one of those low energy days yeah and then one of her favorite sayings and the one that makes me smile because uh, she says it a lot in the mornings is i haven't had enough coffee yet to deal with your level of crazy because mm -hmm. there is this is the kind of energy that i bring most of the time most of the time so jennifer 1701 asks do you recommend relationship counseling first um, not necessarily first, but I think that is probably a good part of a start of a relationship if you sure. want to um, go into something long term. I mean, therapy is a really good tool through any sort of transition in your life um, just to kind of have an outside perspective. You know, it's one of the things that we did when we started really falling yeah. for each other. Like literally two, three months into the three relationship. Yeah, three months in. But we were also already by that point talking about getting married and all this other yeah. stuff, right? We were already like, we are whoa, this is like real fast. We are a typical couple. Yeah. We, we're almost like uh, the U-Haul. Uh, <laughs> we did, we U-Hauled. But we that's why, it. we did U-Haul, but that's why we reached out to a counselor and we're like, hey, this is real fast for us. Is this healthy? Do you see? Do you are are you seeing this? Like, are we having too much dumb bitch juice? Like, what yeah, is this? We were like, both what's going on? Slurping the dumb bitch juice. But our counselor was like, yeah. "No, you guys seem." We cool. went through all of it. I I recommend counseling and therapy to yeah. everyone always, but it's not a necessity. But if you're going to get into a more committed version of relationship, whether it's poly or not. I recommend it. It teaches you how to work with your partner, how to communicate with your partner, how to learn from your partner, which right. I think is a very good thing. And Jennifer, yes, OCD is uh, under the neurodivergent umbrella. Yeah. He has more of what's like would be referred to as OCPD, which is the personality disorder version of it. He's not actually like OCD. He just <laughs> has some of the tendencies without the ticks, if that makes sense. That's why we, we're very careful about that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna catch you about that earlier and then yeah. I got distracted. Because I, I I have like been, <laughs> have gone to a therapist. I've been in therapy for like nine years now. It's awesome, I recommend it. Mm -hmm. and we've talked a lot about OCD. I just didn't, especially before, never really classified it mm -hmm. as neurodiverse, um, but it absolutely it is. It falls under the umbrella, yeah. The DSM has Right, the and I, I just want to take a moment because I see them in the chat and they've been there the entire time to say a very big thank you to Alisa in there doing the God's work in the chat as our sole moderator right now. She was Hi. also she was also my first ever moderator mm -hmm. on TikTok, and she is a part of our family and have hung out the many bounce. times, and is just fucking awesome. So yeah. big thank you to Elisa. Linda says, "Have you seen that most creatives are more accepting of poly relationships?" I personally haven't seen any studies on that. Or I haven't seen any. Yeah. I haven't seen any actual scientific studies or whatever. But there is also a devastating lack of research into poly relationships, in my opinion. So I wouldn't say that like hardline. It does make sense to me though. Like being sure. a queer artistic theater kid who does burlesque. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. tracks. I it's wouldn't say those, that it's tied hand in hand. Uh, it's one of those things that I think is like, you know, correlation is not causation yeah. sort of thing. You're going to see like a preponderance of it 
in people that are more open-minded, but it not necessarily caused. It, it's. Yeah. I will also say that that's also that also kind of goes tie, hand in hand with the whole like artists, like you know, if he's got a guitar, right. he's gonna break your heart. Right. Which is true. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like right. it's that whole um, the uh, the it's the stigma around artists being like the the typical like bard character that's like seducing everyone, right? It's just, I don't know. I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't say that it's guaranteed, but you know, anyway, I'm rambling now. Readings, like many people, exceed the levels of my caffeine. Look, we know you drink a heroic amount of energy drinks. And uh, even pre energy drinks, if I'm waking twin up, or not energy, but pre coffee, if I'm waking twin up, uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be some wild energy. Y'all have seen me on my sleepy lives that I do on TikTok. And I don't bring that same energy into the bedroom. No, as well it as doesn't. Yeah. How do you handle a situation where someone is positive for an STI or STD besides just carefully? So this could go differently. Uh, this depends on the situation, right? It's very dependent upon the situation. Myself, personally, I have HPV uh, 1845, right? That is technically an STI. Most people, if you are sexually active in the United States, you will end up with HPV of some strain at some point in your life. It's just going to happen. Um, it's very much like herpes that way, right? Because both strains of herpes are the same way. Most adults in the U.S. are going to have it at one point or another. Or be or, a carrier. Or be a carrier for it. You And you could be a carrier and not at all right. show any symptoms. And. Oh. And Elisa, I, I know what Siren is saying, so they're all good on that one. Um, but anyway, so they like you need to be very mindful, right? If they are coming into a relationship, having a diagnosis of something like herpes, um, HIV, or HPV, you need to be very mindful of, is this a risk that I'm willing to take mm -hmm. for this person? Because ultimately, you are putting yourself at risk health-wise. And the rest of your polycule at risk. And and exactly. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with admitting no. that as long as you approach the situation with love and compassion and you're like, is this person worth it for me to take the risk to right. interact? It doesn't automatically disqualify someone. Right. But... But that, you need to be mindful. You do need to be mindful. That said, if you are in... I would say if you are at all like eh, about it, probably just like keep it pushing so that you don't end up hurting them later on. That said, if you are the person who has it, like, like Jennifer said in the comments, you need to be completely honest about that diagnosis or diagnoses. You have to be upfront about that. Now, again, another form of, or another situation that could come up. If you are in a polycule mm -hmm. and one of the cule comes up, turns out to have a diagnosis yep. that's a much bigger conversation right. and i'll let you take that and everybody's got to do like covid levels of tracing mm -hmm. at that point contact tracing mm -hmm. but you know and really twin kind of summed it up just perfectly um you know there always needs to be open levels of communication mm -hmm. shit happens we understand that things happen and just because someone has a positive pops positive for something doesn't disqualify them from the relationship. Right. However, if they pop up with something and it's a surprise 
and they haven't disclosed all partners, you know, current partners, yada, yada. That's a whole different story. Well, and, but I like that question. Though. And to be fair, I mean, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, if you came out and if you went and got your yayas and then came home and turned out to be as positive, you know, positive for something. Right. It, it, he went out and took the risk, you know, right. like ultimately you, if you are having sex with, with other anybody. people, <laughs> you need to understand there that risks. there is a risk there. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I do not advocate purity culture. Obviously y'all, you know that I am not at all. One of those like celibacy is the only way, but yeah, fuck celibacy. celibacy is the only way to never catch an STI. Yeah. Hambone asks, what do you think is a good point to talk about that we don't get a lot of questions for in any of our topics that we talk about? What would you say we wished we heard more questions on or we wanted to talk more about? It's good. Probably one, right? pro work. Pro work. Okay. And in the what stigma respect? around it. Yeah. In in any of the aspects or just like pro, sort of pro work in general. I don't want to get too much into it on here because we would probably get yeeted from it. Oh, that's but true. TikTok, yeah. Professional. Uh, workers, spicy time workers, spicy workers. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. That that is like my big soapbox that I will die on. That I'm going down right. with the ship on that one. You know, and there's still so much stigma around kink and BDSM, and there's still a huge stigma around spicy workers in general. It's why we're having to say spicy instead of saying what we want. Mm -hmm. We can say what we want on the podcast, but we can't do that on other social media platforms. Whether we are live on TikTok or mm -hmm. Instagram or whatever it is. So, I mean, we've talked a little bit about, uh, the drought, about, about pro-dom work before in my yeah. experience in the past. We're absolutely advocates for it, by the way, just yeah. in case there's yeah. any confusion or misconception. Exactly. Yeah. Like I would, I, I'll trust a pro we're, we, over yeah. a rookie any day. We're, we're big advocates for it. We just can't always talk about it yep. because you get kind of smacked down mm -hmm. on all the social That's media That's why my platforms. account got eaten. Yeah. Yeah. For, the, for those of you that don't know, Twins account at 75K got Thanos recently. Target's been, uh, yeah. TikTok's been targeting me because I am they very have. outspokenly like pro yeah. work of all kinds, mm -hmm. you know, full service or otherwise. Yeah. And unfortunately, that does not fly well with yield TikTok. Yeah. There's still there's still so much out there that's being tamped down in the social media world. So much you can't say or you have to say in a very specific manner. Um, I feel like YouTube in some aspects mm -hmm. has been better about that lately. Well, and whereas podcasts, it's pretty much the Wild West still. Well, and I think part of it, too, is. Instagram and Facebook and this, if any of you are in the comments, have other takes, especially if you are in the spicy creation content mm -hmm. thing, let me hear them. But in my opinion, from what I've seen, it very much seems like Instagram and Facebook both went hard in the paint for removing and, you know, like yeeting any kind of spicy creators, right? Right. Then TikTok came on and it based its work on them. It opened up with those creators, right? right like most social media platforms use that to be the jumping point and then turned around and started yeeting all of us because now that they're getting funding they don't want our dirty tatas all over their account right all over their uh platform so now that is why facebook and instagram are mm -hmm. allowing more 
because TikTok went so hard against it. Instagram and Facebook still allow a lot more content. Like I see yeah. a lot more content oh, yeah. on Facebook and Instagram that two years ago would have been deleted immediately. Right. And now it's like, yeah, it'll be up. It might, it might get yeeted after a day, but it's up and it stays up. Right. You know? Well, and that's the thing. It's like we're taking one step forward and about 17 steps yeah. back. And so we are making slow but steady progress for pro workers in marginalized lifestyles. Mm -hmm. But it, there's always going to be disadvantages depending on what, you know, decency laws or whatever uh, is out there and who's adhering to what. So yeah. we, we are going to take two more questions. And then we're going to roll into the last part of the podcast. I really want to thank those of y'all who have been hanging out on the podcast during this crazy holiday special. But let's take two more questions. How would you, and this is from Demonic Pixie. Hi, Demonic. How would you suggest... Slight trigger warning on this one. Yeah. How would you suggest starting to get over the death in a dynamic? So someone passed that was in their dynamic. Demonic oh. is still feeling lost. Well, first of all, I do want to say I am so sorry for your loss. I know, I know how painful it is. Um, I, you know, all all grief, all loss, all sadness, that is all completely valid. Um, polycule mm -hmm. or otherwise, right? That is still somebody that was near and dear to you. So I am so, so sorry. But with that said, um, you get over it the same way you get over any other one. You just, you keep going on. You know, I, I hate to like Disney fight. Right. But in frozen two, there's that moment where Anna, I've never seen frozen two. Yeah, you were, you were in there with us. You watched it with us. Cause I told you, I, I watched cried frozen at this part. Two? Yeah. Okay. You, I told you, I cried at this part. Shows you how much I remember. Anna is trapped in a little cave and Sorry. she thinks all she thinks she sees, she realizes Olaf is dead. Which means, that, right, yeah, which, no, yeah. which means that Elsa is dead, right? Right, right? And so she has like this big, deep, heavy grieving period, mm -hmm. you know, characterized by the like being in a cave. And then she sings this song about you just have to take the next right step, right? And again, like I'm not trying to trivialize it. I just like that. Yeah. That is so much what you have to do when you're coming out of that grief from any death um, right. is just what's my next step? And if you can't focus on your next step, just, okay, how do I take the next step? I lift my foot and I move it forward and I put it down, like break it down to those little things. Like, and I'm, you know, metaphors here, but like, you just have to move. You have to keep going and you have to find what is going to help you keep going. Um, mm -hmm. Grief counseling was mentioned in the comments and that's a good resource or it can be. Um, if you don't have that available to mm -hmm. you, reach out to people who are around you and can help support you through that grief and preferably are the kind of people who aren't going to tell you like, oh, everything happens for a reason. I believe that. I also know that's not the time to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, Demonic, I know, I know you from the, our Discord. And I think one of the things that you're doing in the Discord is one of the things that I would suggest, actually. So I think the way that you're handling it is very good, is reach out, talk, and vent to the people that you feel mm -hmm. safe and comfortable doing that with, because it's a good way for you to express those feelings, possibly gain some perspective, or just have someone listen and understand. Yeah. So I think you're actually doing a really good job on that. 
that was twin dropping things. Uh, I think you're actually doing a really good job on that in Discord, and I'm always happy to see you post in Discord because it's a hard thing. It's a it's a loss not only of the relationship and the dynamic, but some of the systems and structure that you've become accustomed to in that dynamic. And for a lot of people that utilize those systems and structures to move forward and to better themselves and who they are, it's difficult. It really is difficult. Moving so, on, what was our last question? So our last question we're going to answer before we do our little fun sign-off here on the podcast is, what are we most looking forward to in 2023 with the podcast? What are you most looking forward to, Twin? Um... For me personally, I'm looking forward to the traveling. Um, I'm going to say generically traveling. Okay, okay. But like, it's because we're doing Dragon Con. Probably going to be doing, you know, like all of the different cons and experiences okay. and opportunities that we'll have to meet, network, educate. Um, I am so looking forward to that because I love meeting people and I love getting a chance to talk to people. And so you know, getting to go to these cons and have these experiences is going to be really fucking cool. Yeah. That's actually similar to what I'm most looking forward to on the podcast is taking this show on the road. So uh, most of the interviews that we have done, in fact, all of the interviews that we've done on the podcast so far yeah. have been uh, digitally, remotely. You know, we meet in Google Meets mm -hmm. and we record it and everybody talks and then we upload it, right? One of the things I am excited for us to be able to do is to take the podcast on the road and do on the ground interviews with people at conventions, mm -hmm. at demos, at gatherings, at dungeons, because we're going to be talking about a lot more kink and poly stuff in uh, next year's season. And I'm really excited. We've got some wonderful people lined up to talk to, and I want to go out and meet some other people. I think it'd be cool to be, to do like a podcast slash YouTube series where we're walking around these conventions, talking to people, maybe getting recognized. Tag. Huh? Follower tag. I just want to play tag with you guys and just be like, hey, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're out here at Dragon Con. Right. And uh, that's the sign that we're near. Good luck. You yeah. know, Come and, and find like, us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that'd be fun. So uh, again, we appreciate you joining us for our holiday podcast special. By the time you hear this, you will have passed and you'll still have two days before and Christmas Hanukkah. itself and Hanukkah will have passed. Um, so yeah, tough. Uh, so hopefully you're having a wonderful holiday season. You're out there doing all the stuff and the things and you're celebrating with family or by yourself or whatever the hell you fucking want to do. We're hitting the road tomorrow in Less than 12 hours. Yeah. We're hitting the road, which is why we're recording this holiday special right yeah. now. Yeah. We still got to load the car. We 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 do. Oh. We do. It's a big <laughs> car. <laughs> all right. On that note. <laughs> but no, one of, the, one of the things that I wanted to say to all of our podcast listeners is a huge, huge thank you for getting us to this point in our podcast journey. The reason we are able to do a lot of the things that we do now is because of all of the support that we've gotten from everybody who's listened, all of the emails and questions we've gotten at spicierthantherapy at gmail.com, and all of the people that constantly interact with us on Discord, on Instagram, on TikTok, and they let us talk about the things that we're passionate about, and they ask questions. And that has been the best thing that I think has come out of this, is if we can inspire people to learn more about themselves, 
about their relationships, about their motivations for being in kink and poly or whatever. How to be healthy. And right, healthy. right. If we can help inspire any of that, we have done a good and noble thing. So uh, from both of us, a very, very big thank you. Yeah. Twin, anything else you want to say? No, I said all thank yous at the start. But she, she did all of hers up front. I like with that said, mine. my love, we're going to wrap it. So yeah. <laughs> as always, my darlings, my loves, my babies. Babies. <laughs> Be good to yourself. <laughs> Be good to others. Give yourself grace, love, and patience. And above all else, go out and have a wonderful holiday season. Bye. See you next year. Yeah.